Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of C3, Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River. And I'm Ren. And today we're going to talk about the Book of Shadows, which is a very important tool for most witches. Mm -hmm. But first, what are you drinking? Uh, Again, I'm not being fun today. I'm just drinking a diet Pepsi or Pepsi Zero. Okay. Uh, Not fun. (laughs) Well, it is a little early, but I'm still drinking. (laughs) I am. I'm having a dirty martini. Ooh, fancy. Are very yummy with garlic stuffed olives. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it is a bit early, and but it doesn't feel like it's early because it's it's we're in like a middle of a thunderstorm. Oh yeah, it's it's dark. It's Mm -hmm. dark and murky outside, and there's literally no light in our apartment, so it feels like it's like six p.m. (laughs) Yeah, we're not together this time either, which is sad. But at any rate, so yeah. What is a book of shadows? I I mean, I think everybody's heard of that, but basically a book of shadows is the book that is used to store and record information that you'll need for your magical tradition. Mm -hmm. It is your personal collection of spells, magical incantations, rituals, and all kinds of recipes and things. Each book can be as individual as each witch who owns it. Yeah, I really like that sentence Mm because it's very true. Mm-hmm. And what I have is like kind of a, like a little like blurb of like the overall general understanding of a book of shadows. Okay. So I have that it is a book containing religious text and instructions for magical rituals of neo-pagan and Wicca of religions, mm-hmm. which you don't have to follow these religions to have a book of shadows. It's just associated with these religions. Yeah, it actually started the, the term book of shadows actually, well, I'll get into the history in a minute, but it actually started mm-hmm. in, it, with the dude who um, started Wicca. So <laughs> well, that is, that's where it, it came from. So, I mean, I'll jump right into, I guess, the history, mm-hmm. you know, the conception date of the Book of Shadows is seen as being sometime in the seventies, or it could have been the forties and fifties. One of the first Book of Shadows was created by Gerald Gardner, which we talked about when we talked about different types of magic or different kinds of witches, I think he's come up a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is, he is a famous dude. And as far as witchcraft goes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think that word comes out a lot when I drink. <laughs> uh, so during the mid 20th century, he is renowned for, for pioneering Wicca and mm-hmm. he used his book, with his first coven and then later introduced it into other covens that he established. Mm -hmm. Um, But it isn't, like you said, just associated with Wiccan covens. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the way he came by the name of the book of shadows is really interesting. So in 1949, both Gerald Gardner and this other man, Mir Bashir posted articles in the occult observer, which was an occult magazine of the time. Mm -hmm. And Gardner's post advertised his new book, which was High Magic Magic's Aid. And Mir Bashir, who was a palm reader, posted an advertisement directly opposite Gardner's. And it was ta- it was called The Book of Shadows, which was about an ancient Sanskrit manual on the subject of divining and the the divining the future. 
and was based on an individual shadow. Oh, which we'll have to do a topic on shadow magic. It's very in depth. So yes, um, it, it might take two episodes to do, but, mm-hmm. but anyway, apparently some people say that Gardner adopted this title. He liked it um, ah. for, his, for his Kevin's grimoire, which was his book of spells. So I thought that was pretty funny. He kind of stole it from an advertisement in yeah. a cult magazine. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's the word you use? Adopted. He adopted it. He didn't steal it. He, he adopted, adopted it. it. <laughs> yes. He adopted it. The adoptive grimoire. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's a that's that's the name of this episode. I can see it already. <laughs> it is important to note that not all traditions refer to their spell books as Book of Shadows. Uh, sometimes they're called, they're referred to as the tree, mm-hmm. the book of ways, or just the book. And some witches call it a grimoire, which we've all heard that term as well. Yeah. Now the history of the grim grimoire is kind of cool too. It came originally from European times throughout history, mm-hmm. um, particularly ceremonial magicians and the cunning folk used grimoires. And the historian Owen Davies noted that similar books can be found all across the world, ranging from Jamaica to Sumatra. Mm-hmm. He also noted that in this sense, the world's first grimoires were created in Europe and then um, the near near ancient Near East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I have is I I love the history of the grimoire because when Mm -hmm. I was looking it up, there's so much about it. And so I have that the earliest known like written magical incantations come from ancient Mesopotamia, which is now modern day Iraq, Mm -hmm. where they have been found like inscribed in cuneiform clay tablets that archaeologists excavated from the city of Uruk. And it's dated between the 5th and 4th centuries BC, which is so cool. That is fascinating. It goes back so far. And I just, I love it. I mean, before paper. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of history, go off a little bit off topic, is like seeing writing on these tablets and everything. It's just so cool because like, modern day we have paper but we didn't always have paper yeah so and they so, found a way yeah, yeah they found they, a way to make sure that whatever it is they were trying to say was preserved how cool yeah, is that yeah it's very cool it's commonly believed that the term grimoire originated from the old french word grammaire which what had initially been used to refer to all books that were written in latin oh So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I also have that the ancient Egyptians, I know you talk a little bit more about. Oh, yeah. You like the ancient Egyptians. I love the Egyptians. So the ancient Egyptians also employed magical incantations, which have been found inscribed on amulets and other items. So instead of like a solid clay tablet, like the, like the, you know what I'm trying to say, the tablets, Mm -hmm. they, they had it on amulets and other items. And so the Egyptian magical system known as Heka, I think I'm saying it right, Heka, Mm -hmm. was generally altered and expanded after the Macedonians um, that were led by Alexander the Great, which was invaded, um, he invaded Egypt in 332 BC. So they carried them around. They had little portable 
book of shadows. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Can't carry around this huge tablet because it's too heavy. So we're going to make it portable on these little tiny amulets that yeah, we're just going to wear. Yeah, these little <laughs> tiny objects and it's just easier to I, port them around. I could carry my book of shadows in my pockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about yours specifically because yours is huge. Yeah, I've got a big one. <laughs> Um, but by the 18th century, that term, the grimoire, had gained its now common usage in France and had begun to be referred to just those books of magic. Okay. Owen Davies presumed that this was because many of them still continued to circulate in Latin manuscripts. So a lot of back in the day, a lot of magic was written in Latin. And, you know, even things like supernatural and all of that, all the spells are always in Latin that kind of thing. All the mm-hmm. horror movies when they accidentally summon a demon, it's all in Latin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always in Latin. My favorite one of that, for example, is um it doesn't go with Book of Shadows, but my favorite one is oh, what's it called? Uh Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I love Cabin in the where Woods. Where they went, they it was like all set up, but they went down into the basement and she read this thing. Oh, maybe it wasn't in Latin. Maybe I'm wrong. But, but there she, are a lot that yeah. it's done in Latin and they read it out loud. I'm like, first of all, you know, you find this in this creepy cabin in the basement where I don't know. I just don't know that I'd be reading any unknown Latin stuff out loud. For real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, by the 19th century, there was increasing interest in occultism among the British Mm-hmm. And the publication of Francis Barrett's The Magus, which was done in 1801, actually had that term, the grimoire, came into our English language as a reference to books of magic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I also have that the ancient Greeks and Romans believed that the books on magic were invented by the Persians. Mm-hmm. Just to like a little fun fact. And then also, meanwhile, there is like a definite evidence of grimoires being used by certain like particular Gnostic parts of Christianity and early Christianity, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always see in the movies where they were trying to pass on scripture and all of that. And you had the monks that would do the beautiful handwritten. That's similar. Okay. So Christians are probably shaking right now, but that's <laughs> similar to a book of shadows where you're passing on the knowledge that you hold sacred in a book. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what a grimoire is. Yeah. I'm and- sorry if I offended anybody with that. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, let me, we're going to talk more on it, but I mean, yeah, that's basically what a grimoire is. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. In non-traditional or eclectic forms of Wicca or neo-pagan practice or just those of us who are independent, I don't know how mm-hmm. to, to word it. The term book of shadows is more often used to describe a personal journal rather than a traditional formal text. Yeah. And in the journal, you might record rituals, spells, their results as other, as well as any other magical information that you want to put in there. And it can be either individual to each person or a coven might have one book that they all use together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and sometimes they are passed from teacher to student. Sometimes they're kept within families. And actually, did you know that? 
some people used to think that a book of shadow had to be destroyed with the death of the witch so that the magic wasn't passed on to unworthy people or so that people wouldn't know that that family had a witch in it. Oh, wow. So they used to actually burn it to complete ashes. And that hurts. That hurts. (laughs) I know, right? All that magic lost, all that tradition. Yeah. But I wonder if the ashes of a burned book of shadows were still kept to use because I imagine those would be really powerful. Maybe. And then like there is state like ashes themselves can be used already in like yeah. spellcraft. So yeah. I, I imagine that if a book of shadows had to be burned, which like you said, that just kind of hurts my soul. It hurts. Yeah. Um, those ashes would be, I think, quite potent. Yeah. I think I, I feel like they would have that energy about them. Because mm-hmm. already going through that chemical change or is physical or yeah, chemical change of being burned mm-hmm. and then like having all of that power and See, knowledge. I would, I would worry that, you know, fire is a lot of times used to release the magic out into the universe. I would be worried that that power and magic from the grimoire might be, it might be more dangerous burned than it would have been put together. I don't know. Interesting thought though. That really surprised me when I came across that. Yeah, that is surprising. So I came across the fact that there, there might be a difference between a book of shadows and a grimoire. Okay. So what I read was that a book of shadow, a book of shadows is a witch's personal book of magic, almost like a diary in which the practitioner keeps records of magical workings, rituals, dreams, and other personal notes. It is deeply personal, something that you wouldn't share with others as they are your personal experiences within the craft. A grimoire is similar, but does not include personal notes and experiences. It holds information like a manual or an encyclopedia. It contains ritual verbiage and instructions, but not the notes of that individual user. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it might give you instructions on how to prepare your magical tools, but no personal notes on, well, when I did this, my athame did this or, you know, whatever. It also might contain lists of magical properties of varying things, and it contains all the research the practitioner has made on their tradition. So I thought that was interesting. That is, that is interesting. Cause when I think of a book of shadows and I guess this does go into like the pop culture of everything, which I know we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. like for Char- charmed, for example, they mm-hmm. all use it. Like, it's not just a personal book to each person or each oh. witch of the family. So that's interesting. Yeah. So speaking of pop culture. Yes. <laughs> um, we all, and this is the reason I think a lot of us know about book of shadows, even mm-hmm. those people that aren't that don't practice the craft Um, charmed is the number one show. I think that we all equate with that book of shadows, their, their book of shadows. And you can still find pictures all over the internet of the specific pages in that fictional book of shadows that they had for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, It contains spells and arcane law. um, And it had the supernatural ability to defend itself from harm. Mm -hmm. Remember it would jump and evil couldn't touch it. Yeah. I do remember that vaguely. I haven't seen the series in so long, but yeah, I do like vaguely remember that. Might be worth rewatching that again. I I haven't seen it in a while either. And I Mm -hmm. love that series. Mm -hmm. Each generation of witches in that show added to the book. 
based on what they faced in their lifetime. So it was mm-hmm. a family book of shadows and it yeah. went down through the generations. And so like Phoebe did a lot of writing in the book of shadows based on what they faced and what they knew, but they also used the previously recorded information to help in fighting demons and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. So even though this is a fictional book, it was still made. So do you think that the fictional book used for recording this series had some sort of magical properties to it? I, I think it all comes down to intent. Yeah. And because that book was not ever made with the intent to be real, I think it was just a prop. Yeah. Uh, but that's not to say that the spells that were in that book can't be conformed to a personal witch's, uh, you know, using, you could use those spells perhaps as a starting point mm-hmm. to, to work something um, personally, I think, because it's your intent and your will when you're casting a spell. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's going to do the things that happened on the show, you know. No, yeah. But I don't think that, you know, just because the actor that was Phoebe read that, you know, those words, I don't think it was magical in and of itself per se. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, do you agree? I think so. I just think, I think so. I just think that when you mess with certain sort of like certain things, you have to be very careful. And like, let's say somebody who was putting together this book of shadows felt like they were wanting to put some sort of intent on it or whatever. I mean, that, that is the premise of many a horror movies. Yeah. You know, and I think even a supernatural episode had that happen where they were, found the the book of shadow was a prop for it might've been the one where they came, they went to that alternate reality where they were just actors in the show. I can't remember, but yeah, I feel like it depends on the intent, but I don't think anyone could just sit down and read that spell and have it work just right off the bat. I think that's true. a, A lot of preparation that has to go into it. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Another movie, well, this, charmed wasn't a movie but in 1996 that film the craft i don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that one yeah we uh, isn't that one we talked about earlier we might have um okay <laughs> the, the book of shadows was referred to as an object in which a witch keeps her power thoughts which yeah. i kind of like that idea because i think that when we do make our book of shadows and in, and write within our book of shadows that they are our power thoughts. I think that's a great way to put Mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. Um, And then in 2011, that TV series, The Secret Circle, which I loved that series. I love that series too. Each family had their own book of shadows that had their own unique spells. Mm -hmm. And as the book was was passed down from generation (laughs) to generation, each generation writes their own spells and notes just like in the Charmed one. You know, and so I don't know if you remember the characters of that show, but Cassie recognized her mother's handwriting and their family's book of shadows. So that mm. showed that each family member put their own spin and information into the book of shadows and it carried on down the family line. Yeah, I do remember that show and I really enjoyed it, but they canceled it. And so I mm-hmm. that was back in 2011. It's literally been 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So I barely remember it, but I, I kind of, 
kind of remember. I remember the actor who played Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that TV series was really good. I love that TV series. Yeah, a lot of these stuff you and I have watched together because we like the horror and the the paranormal stuff. Yeah. So some of this stuff we've watched. Yeah. But I don't think that was one we ever watched together because it was so old. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. And one of the other pop culture involvements of like the Book of Shadows is Dungeons and Dragons. Yay, <laughs> D&D. I, I know that D&D. you're, yeah, you're a big fan of D&D. I've never personally played or tried. Oh I, my God, we've got to play. I just don't have the patience. It takes so long. It does. It does, but it's so fun. I can't sit down for that long, like that long. Like I can sit down for like long movies, but Dungeons and Dragons is like an eight hour plus game. Oh yeah. It it can go (laughs) for weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're trying to just do like a short game, like even I just can't do it. But the warlock class gains a book of shadows, which they gain powers and extra spells and rituals Mm -hmm. to like defend themselves or use their knowledge to help. You know, I'm not very versed in the Dungeons and Dragons knowledge, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm on the right path of why the Warlock would have a Book of Shadows Mm -hmm. to help like their teammates or themselves get out of any situation that they're caught in. Yeah, different characters in D&D had different ways to cast spells and different rules that went with that. And you're right, the Warlock had a Book of Shadows, Mm -hmm. but like clerics had their gods or goddesses that they had to pray to to get their spells from that kind of thing oh okay <laughs> anyway that's a whole different issue there um and then uh supernatural of course they had mm-hmm. uh several books and grimoires uh in those episodes throughout that whole se- series and i remember specifically crowley's mother rowena mcleod was she was an extremely powerful natural witch. She was the one with that Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. And she's a teeny, teeny tiny, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Just love her. But in several episodes, she would be searching for powerful books. And I remember there was a family that had a, a dark grimoire. And when they someone in that family passed away, she wanted to get her hands on that grimoire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's another reference in pop culture. And then just recently, oh, a Netflix series that just came out, the, the three-parter, Fear Street. I haven't heard anything about that. Really? Really? It, it just, it came out and it was like three Fridays in a row, three separate, ep- it's not episodes, they're movies, three separate movies. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You have to watch okay. it. Okay, okay. But there is a Book of Shadows in that in that movie series that uh, makes an appearance as well, which oh. I love. Have you watched all the movies? Yes. And can you say what they use the Book of Shadows for? I or with or without giving away the plot or yes, I mean it was just it was seen in. I don't know if we saw it in the first movie. I think we did. I think we saw it in all three movies. Uh, it was just kind of there. Okay. And they use spells out of it or anything? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the one of another movie. I I can't say I got into these types of movies, but I also did at the same time, the Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah. Um I, that- I don't think I've ever seen either of them all the way through. 
I remember the hype. Like they were very hyped up and like everybody was like, oh my gosh, these movies, these movies. And of course I'm a, I'm a horror movie fanatic. So I had to go and watch literally every single one that came out, but it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't amount to the hype. If that makes sense. Like it wasn't worth that. It was, it was one of those first, uh, camera recording movies. Yes. What are those called? Like first person, not, I guess, I mean, sort of first person. It's where they hold the cameras. Yeah. And I, the I very those first types. one of those, I think that was yeah. where those came from. I think so. They're my favorite. Those are my favorite types of horror movies when it's like in the character's perspective and they're carrying the camera and they're freaking out. And my, well, some of my favorite movies like that are um, like as above, so below mm-hmm. and the grave encounters are pretty scary. What's the um, one uh, paranormal activity or are those all oh, the ones with the cameras? They're the cameras. And I guess you could say that paranormal activity does have them in in first person, you know, but they're more in like the corners of the houses where you're like observing these people living. I I love those. Those actually scare me, which those are really good. And those do scare me as well. Yeah. I don't get scared very often, but those, those were really. Yeah. Those are like a, you watch once and you're done. You never watch them again. Oh no, I want to watch them again. I want to watch all of them again. I love them. I have a hard time sleeping after watching those again. (laughs) I can watch the Blair Witch Project and stuff over again, but okay. Anyways, we've gone off topic. A okay, bit. but the Blair Witch Project, um, the the second movie was called The Book of Shadows: Blair Witch Project. Oh uh, yeah, I think it was. You're right. And yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It had a Wiccan character that used the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all that happened. She was mostly the main character because she was naked most of the time. So. <laughs> Yeah. I love the stereotypes of witches yeah. that these movies come up with. And if I remember correctly, I think she might have either had black hair or red hair, which red hair is also a very stereotypical. A very, yeah, stereotypical. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's also in The Blair Witch Project, which I love those movies. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are modern uses now. Do mm-hmm. you have stuff on modern uses? Uh, I just have like a, and it, this is from a, directly from a website. Um, I couldn't sum it up quite okay. well. So it's like your book of shadows is where you will record spells, correspondence, and your experiences as a witch. It can be passed down to your children and keep the traditions of your practice alive for years to come. And so that's from the uh, eclectic witch website that I will have po- like posted. Okay. And also, my favorite saying of a book of shadows is basically like it's a recipe book of spells and rituals, and it really is. I like that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, like the modern uses is basically whatever you want to put into and it. I think that's the important thing is that it's whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a very formal witch, it can be as formal as you want it to be. It could be in a notebook. I mean, yeah. it could be just a three ring notebook that yeah. you use. Um, there, but there are formal ones, you know, and those might be used by covens or for by or by the more religious parts of people who practice the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, there might only be one book for an entire coven of that formal, you know, and it might not be allowed for the other members to write in it. It might be super protected within that coven. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might have every member have their own copy 
you know, that yeah. they required to bring to meetings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of the more formal traditions require that the book be handwritten. Oh, I like that though. <laughs> I, I, I do, but it would be horrible for me because I can't even read my own handwriting. Oh, our, our, yeah. our coven would be doomed. We'd be trying to do a spell and they'd be like, what's that word? Toad? T? I could just imagine what spells <laughs> or demons we might end up summoning with trying to read my handwriting. <laughs> I could I could see that. Your handwriting is uh atrocious. A bit illegible. It is. It's it is. <laughs> yeah, but I like the idea of a handwritten because handwriting, like you you physically put that labor into it. And I really yeah, enjoy I, that. I do believe you're right that you imbue more of your power when you are specifically handwriting. That mm-hmm. and especially if you have beautiful handwriting and you can do what is it called calligraphy? Mm-hmm. Can you I imagine? <laughs> I know I can't either. Well, obviously, but um, <laughs> can you imagine having a handwritten book of shadows with that kind of beautiful print in it? That would yeah. be wonderful. I feel like um, my 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 like my habits would I would go to write something in my book and I'd mess it up. And so I just end up ripping out the page and just ripping yeah. out all the pages. So there would be no pages left. Yeah. Your OCD would be a problem. I think if you had to write oh, yeah. with, no, within no. a pre, yeah, it could not. Yeah. I could not use it because it couldn't be perfect. Yeah. I need, I would need it to be perfect to be yeah. able to use it. And that is just how my life is. <laughs> well, maybe for you, they, they have totally online, online grimoires. Um, where some witches keep all of their magical information online. I would be afraid my computer would crash and I'd lose everything. Yes, yes. I, I like the physical touching of things. So I, I do too. Yeah. I don't know that I could have it be just on the computer, but like mm-hmm. Dragon Craft Creations, who does our merch, they have physical ones as well as digital ones that you can just download, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they did was they have templates, which may or may not work for you because some of the templates aren't something I would want in my book of shadows, Yeah, but some of them are. Um, and that company said that they, they're, cause I went and looked at their website. Um, they still don't have ones by the way. Um, <laughs> I was looking for that too, but um, for their book of shadows, they say right in it that they will work with you if you want a different thing added to your book of shadows they'll do just for for you and then they also have digital ones that you can download because once you download them you own them so you could yeah you have them you know 50 million pages of that page if you want yeah there is a there is an etsy shop that similar to dragoncraft creations that i really enjoy their book of shadows pages do you remember what it's called i cannot remember what it's called and i normally think i saved it like which is so sad Etsy does have a whole bunch. So you can just go to mm-hmm. Etsy and search Book of Shadows. Yes. And it will pull up all kinds. And there's some really beautiful, creative there are. works out there. Yeah. The yeah. one that I really enjoy, they look vintage. They look like old crinkly paper mm-hmm. and they're all put together and it's like leather bound. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So yes. expensive. But that is something like, I feel like that would fit my vibe for a Book of Shadows definitely fit my vibe. On the one hand, I like the idea of digital downloading templates because then I can use, you know, I might want five jar spell pages Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe the one that uh, that's pre-done only has two. So I like that I can download as many as I want and pick and choose as to which pages I like because some, some of the pages I don't like. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know. There's a lot out there and mm-hmm. you know, you can make your own. You oh, really, yeah. you really yeah. can just use a three ring notebook or you can go to a bookstore and buy one, a beautiful lined journal. That's mm-hmm. blank, a blank journal and start that. I've got tons of those. Cause I love, I love those things. Like oh, you yeah, me too. Yeah. leather covers. <laughs> yeah. I, I love those things. Mm-hmm. But so what goes in a book of shadows? Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty much anything you want. Yes, I mean, this is, yeah, this is definitely a place to record what works and what doesn't. That's what I really like about it is you can put anything you want into it. Like if you, if you have a spell that works perfectly, great. You write down the spell, you make a little note, this worked for whatever reason, or if it didn't, you can be like, this created a toad. Don't yes. want a toad. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> yes. It was supposed to be tea and we made a toad. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is why I like uh, Dragon Craft Creations. Their templates have for like spells that has a place to write, not just the ingredients, but you, you have a place to put, what was the moon phase? What was the time of day? What, um, how did you feel when you cast it? And then a place for you to mark later how it manifested so that you can know, you know, next time I think I need to put something else into it, or I need, you know, maybe I was distracted when I cast this one, or this one went perfectly and this is how it manifested. And Mm -hmm. so I like that template because with my handwriting, everything is beautifully done. And I just write in the information that I need to. And yet the page is still gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And wait. Yeah. And (laughs) shadow work is very important. So when you put like, I mean, book of shadows, I don't know, like the shadows imply shadow work in it. And so this is also a perfect place to keep that kind of work as well. Basically any work that you're working on is like spellcraft or anything. I mean, you could even keep a, a dream journal as well, you know, but I don't know if that's, if you want that in a book that you might pass on to your next generation, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your dreams are more personal to you. So you want that in a different kind of diary. Mm-hmm. but it, it certainly can be, maybe you never plan on passing on your book of shadows. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe it is personal enough to write your, your dream work in it. Yeah. Um, you can have a, a section that for Sabbaths and celebrations, which you can have a template to fill in for the wheel of the year. You can write what you did, what you wore, how you celebrated, where you were, who was with you, what recipes you did. And what a wonderful thing to look back on throughout the years. And especially if you do pass it on to future generations, your grandkids can, can look at it and go, wow, you know, grandma river did this when she was our age, you know, how cool is that? That's so cool. That is cool. You can have rich, a ritual section, whether it be moon rituals or monthly rituals, you can just write it of your own free will. You can freeform write it. You can use templates. There's lots out there. An herb section, list the herbs you've grown, harvesting herbs, your herbal remedies and recipes. If you're a garden witch, you might have your whole grimoire might just be all about Mm -hmm. the herbs. That might be your main focus. Yeah. A spell section. I mean, that's, that's, I think, pretty well common. I think that's standard is that you're going to have yes. a, a section for your spells. Um, these can be spells that you made up yourself, spells that you found 
elsewhere. You make notes about the details and what you did. That's what we were talking about. That's where a template a template is is great. Mm-hmm. You can have um, your sachet or spell jar sections, which I saw uh, on Dragoncraft Creations. They had um, that kind of thing. You can have a recipe section if you're a kitchen witch. This may be your entire book of shadows. It may be recipes. Yeah. Um, a divination section where you can record your tarot readings, your pendulum sessions, your scrying results, which again, that might be too personal to your life to want to pass on to other generations. But then again, maybe not. I would feel like I would want to pass that on no matter how personal, because then the future generations can learn from that. I agree. I like that, but I do understand where some people are a little, Mm -hmm. not secretive, but mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Protective of themselves. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a word, but I know that's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I meant. Uh, Moon magic. You can have a moon magic um, section where you talk about different moon affirmations uh, for the different cycles of the moon, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really just about anything that you could possibly yeah. think, think of can go into your book of shadows and it could be, you know, totally handwritten, a mixture of handwritten. I, I think I would not want mine to be totally handwritten because my handwriting is so bad. I would like it to be the templates that you download that are beautiful pages. And then I fill in my information onto it that as it pertains to me. Yeah, I feel like I would, I don't know, no matter how messed up my handwriting is, I I would love it to be handwritten and have that like, I don't know what word I'm going for, or like even like the vibe I'm trying to put out, like and tell y'all, but like vintage, but vintage is not the right word. Like, see, I bet you, I don't know, find to- <laughs> something to your taste out there. Yeah. Because I like the artwork too. Mm -hmm. I love the artwork and I'm sitting here and I can imagine perfectly what I want my book of shadows to look like, like herbs, like herb sections that are like not, and I know this is weird because everything in my life is organized, but in my own book, I would want each page to come up as like different as my life goes on. So mm-hmm. instead of having sections, oh, this section is only herbs. Oh, I would want each page to be like, okay, so chronological. Like I, yeah, I did herbs like last week, but in that week I filled out information not just on herbs but on other things. So it's not like in sections. So I, I would like want to- the idea of chronological. That's yeah that's interesting. But then I also like the idea of sections so yeah. that you can always find what you're looking for because otherwise now was it's, it two years yeah. ago that I did that spell with the herb what was that herb and It'd then you're be a little messy through. unless you have an index which you can make an index which I could yeah mm-hmm. or like like little sticky notes saying what's what you know like like little tabs but I also like the idea of pinning and I know this is weird it's more it's more me pinning like actual dry herbs or dry leaf of like the herb in it. And I just love that idea. I could just imagine like dried dried herbs in your actual grimoire. I like like Mm -hmm. like what I have in mind is like a leather bound book of shadows or grimoire with like these old like kind of like burnt pages that are like Mm -hmm. dark like like tan like they've been I know what you're talking about. I know Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about and I just need one. 
Yeah, you know. should look. I think there might even be free things on the internet too. But yeah, I I like things to be more personal than just oh, I found this free thing on the internet. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I think Etsy is probably personal enough for me because number one, all of those shops are individual mm-hmm. small businesses, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Yes. And a lot of the witchy shops are run by witches. So they already have magical essence to them. I mean, now we also want to make sure that the, that we cleanse it of other people's essence, but you know what I mean? How it it's, it's already special as opposed to just generic from like a box store, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love Etsy and I could go on about Etsy, but I just think that it's cool that somebody else can make something and I find it and I'm like, that's perfect for me. Like, I just think that's cool. Yeah. It speaks to us. Yeah. And you could definitely do that with a book of shadows or even book book of shadow pages and stuff like that. And I imagine you'll have many, many books of shadows. Oh yeah. I mean, because otherwise you're going to have a three foot book that you're carrying (laughs) around. So I like the idea of having like, you know, the ones that were bound that I like, uh, the reason I like Dragoncraft Creations ones is because they're spiral bound like a notebook. So I can flip the pages completely backwards to write on it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, sometimes when you have those heavy um, leather bound volumes, it doesn't open flat and you can't write in them as well. Yeah. They're gorgeous, very gorgeous, but they're not as easy to maneuver to write in. That's true. And so that was one thing that I liked about Dragoncraft Creations was that they had this bound notebook that I could turn completely around and write on either page flat mm-hmm. without having an issue. And the backgrounds are gorgeous. So yeah, I like yeah. that too. Yeah. But I think that's all I've got because I mean, basically it's, it's whatever your imagination can lead yeah. you to. Yeah. It's not, it's not something we can just sit here and be like, Oh, this is what this you is should this. do. Yeah. yeah it has very, to be this way. Right. Yeah. It's very attuned to who you are. So mm-hmm. it's hard. And we can sit here and give you guys suggestions on, Oh yeah. Moon magic can go in this and recipes and spells and, you know, but well, I mean, and you may be super into the astrological side of things. So you mm-hmm. may want a, a book of shadows that delves in, you know, the it's the sun and Leo or which I still don't know all of that yet. But, you know, you may want something along those lines. So mm-hmm. everybody's different. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good thing. We're happy about that. Yes. Yes. Being different is good. <laughs> I agree. I so, agree. yeah, that's all I have too. Okay. So you guys can find us on all social medias at C3 Witchy Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. You can also find us at our website, www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you'll find all the links to our social medias, as well as the links to listen to our podcast, as well as the links to our merch and our patron. Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely come support us. Thank you for our patron that's out there. Oh, mm-hmm. she she said that uh, she downloaded the free uh, to-do list uh-huh. that, that our patrons get and she loves it. So, oh, good. Oh, yeah. good, good. We still need to send her one of the tote bags. Tote bags. Mm-hmm. We are still working on that. And it is August and we did say August, but we'll probably <laughs> extend it. 
probably so. We're doing our best. There's a yes. lot going on. We need all yes. the help we can get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and did I miss anything? I don't think so. So yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. See you next week. Oh, oh, yeah. and oh. Up, upcoming, we are doing a, we're being a guest on uh, another podcast Wednesday, which is witchy Wednesdays. Oh gosh. Anyway, it, we're going to be guests on their podcast coming up soon. Which when, which, which Wednesdays, which Wednesdays podcast. And we are so excited and yes. that we will also, so you guys can go over there and listen to it probably mm-hmm. before our episode will come out. Cause it will be the same episode. Mm-hmm. So and we're going to talk there. about and the fair. Yeah. Yes. The fair folk folklore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're, we're so excited and it'll be fun because we've never done this before. We've never done anything like it before. A collaboration. It's very cool. Yes. We're so excited. We are. We're excited to talk to other witches out there who who like to talk as much as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.